Welcome to another edition of Coach James Short, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. Well, you know what? Sometimes you, you, you walk through life and uh, sometimes you get thrown, uh, thrown stones and sometimes you get thrown uh, diamonds. And today we have got a diamond for you. For the listeners out there, we have got the guru, the legend himself, Tim Reed. Now, Tim Reed, let me share a little bit of uh, history with Tim. Tim is Australia's number one. He's developed Australia's number one marketing show. He's the most uh, entertaining speaker on, when it comes to marketing. He's the man. He's the guru. He's got, uh, you need to go and check it out straight away while you're listening to this, the Small Business Big Marketing Show podcast uh, on iTunes. So go and subscribe, download, listen to that while we're on there. If you're uh, flying, you can actually hear him on virtual. Virgin Australia on the domestic and the international flights uh, with his small business, uh, small business, big marketing show podcast. So, mate, uh, we really appreciate your time, energy, and uh, and influence and passion. Welcome, Tim, to the call. James, that is the biggest build-up I have ever had. I was just writing some of the adjectives that you were using. Uh, entertaining, guru, diamond-like. No mate, pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure at all. <laughs> hello to you and hello to all agents, principals, directors listening. Let's, uh, let's see if we can move your business forward. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, so share a bit of a little story. You've been out there in the marketing game for, for a number of years and, and you would have seen a, a massive shift, a massive journey. What's been your story up until now? We want to share that to the listeners. How'd you get started and what's the journey so far? Oh, so how do I make that relevant to the listener without going through my biography? Um, I just have a, a deep empathy, James, for the, particularly the small business owner and in particular, the small service based business owner. A few years ago, um, well, I spent about 23 years in corporate and when I did get to talk to, I was working in an advertising agency looking after big brands. And when I did get to talk to the small business owner, maybe at a barbecue or a networking event, they were very appreciative of the advice I would give them. They'd ask for it, I'd give it to them and they'd act on it. And they'd often call me and say, thank you for the advice. I used it and it worked. And that was quite, I found that quite inspiring and motivating. Um, I've also previously looked at my family tree to find out that there are no small business owners in my family. And I always wondered why I had this deep respect for small business owners because we're not one of them. So I kind of broke that mold and became one uh, when I left corporate about nine years ago. And I started the Small Business Big Marketing Show, which is my podcast, um, it, as a way of giving back to the small business community. Because I just think you guys, the, the listener who in this case owns real estate agencies, you're full of courage. And I just, I just love what you guys are willing to do and put everything on the line. And if I can be of assistance in helping you grow what you've given birth to, then, then I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Fantastic. Obviously, you, you've, and you said, you know, when you first started, you, you're chatting around the barbecue and you're, and you're giving mm. some advice and so forth. But what are some of the challenges that your clients are facing before they, you know, have a chat to you? What, what are some of the headaches mm. that they, they're facing? Um, there's a lot of limit. I call them limiting beliefs. James around marketing and a lot of small business owners have them and they think this and particularly this modern world of marketing they think it's going to take too much time they think it's going to cost too much money they think it's going to be incredibly geeky and complicated and there's a whole lot of other limiting beliefs as well but they're the main three that I come across all the time and maybe we can help bust those apart in our conversation but where I want in terms of time 
I want the small business owner to get to the point where the marketing of their business becomes a hobby. And by that, I mean, when something's a hobby, you can't wait to do it next time. You really look forward to it. You'll find some dough to throw at it. And it's a very positive thing. Um, the, the notion around uh, it, it, uh, it takes a lot of time. Again, well, that's, that's the hobby thing. It's costly. It's not. It's amazing. I mean, the, the, the smartphone that we carry in our pockets these days, that is a marketing machine. It's got a video, it's got voice recorder, it's got social media marketing, email marketing, it's got no, it's got, you can do anything from it. So, and that's cheap. You've got it in your pocket and it's not that complicated. And I just think as a, a mindset, um, take the mindset that, you know, marketing is an investment in your business. And whilst parts of it might be complicated. What I can assure the listener is that the learning curve isn't as long or as steep as they think. You know, I, I love that hobby analogy because mm-hmm. that is, it shifts the mindset, boom, straight away. Because when you have those hobbies, yeah, you go, you know what, I'll, I'll put everything else on the side because I want to go and learn yeah. more, you know, do more and, 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 and just to create more when you have that mindset. So yeah, that's a perfect analogy of shifting the mindset to the, to the hobby analogy of mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing. Oh, Love it, love, love it. it. Tick, we're done. Yeah. Back um, to work, everyone. <laughs> done. All right. So obviously getting to this stage in your in your journey, obviously you've had some challenges along the way that you've you've overcome, but you're also proud of that you've overcame. What are some of the challenges that you've you've faced along in your business journey that you know that that have shaped you? Whether it's, I don't know if I call it a challenge, but I'll put it out there anyway, which is taking on too many things. Um, my business has been really unusual in the sense that I've always been a marketing guy. So that's the, that's the, at the cornerstone of what I do. Um, when I started, when I left corporate nine years ago, I started a marketing consultancy. Uh, the podcast was a way of promoting that marketing consultancy as well. The podcast took over and I closed the marketing consultancy because what the marketing consultancy led to was a lot of speaking engagements. Um, it led to people wanting to join mastermind groups or online forums that I ran, um, led me to writing a book. Um, I do radio. As you say, I do the, the business uh, show on Virgin airlines. So, um, which all sounds great and it is, but sometimes I find myself going, wow, what, what, what have I got to work on now? I've got a speaking engagement next week in Thailand. I've got to get some stuff to Virgin. I've got to record my own episodes for my podcast. And so I guess sometimes what we say no to determines what we say yes to. And I think um, having the courage to say no to opportunities um, is something that I always, always struggle with. Um, um, and I think probably because I don't want to grow an empire, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Sometimes I find myself with too much to do. So I have a VA, I have a virtual assistant. She's fantastic. Um, But I could easily put on maybe three or four people uh, and grow this thing that I've created, but I choose not to. And as a result, that sometimes creates a bit of pain. Sure. Totally understand. And, and, and it's, it's what I'm hearing. It's yes, you've got a lot on, but, you've got your VA and you've got your support team to enable to, to focus where you need to focus at that point in time. And that yeah. also comes back to the hobby analogy, right? Of the mindset of where, where the mindset needs to go, depending on what task you need to do at that point in time. Yeah. Um, obviously you've got some, you've had some huge wins, mate. You, you, you've really kicked some, some really good goals. What are some of the, those wins that you're really proud of that, you know, you can beat your chest and you go, mm. we're, we're proud of that. We did well. That's an interesting question because um, I'm not very good at this. And I even say to my listeners, you know, celebrate the small wins, celebrate the big wins. And I'm like, have you done that, Tim? I think you have. 
Um, <laughs> what am I proud of? I mean, you know, just striking a partnership with Virgin Australia was was pretty cool. That's huge. Um, yes, yeah, it is huge. Um, I don't know. I'm just one of those mindsets where I go, okay, now I've struck that partnership. Now I've got to get on with delivering on that partnership. So it's like taking the time to celebrate. Have never really done it. Um, I, I use those. I use those wins, I guess, to, to get the next win. So to be able to say, you know, I have the business show on Virgin Australia domestically and internationally is my way of going, cool, that's, a, that's credibility, that's social proof. Now what's next? How can I use that to grow what's next? Um, so, so there's that. I mean, I'm very, proud, I'm very, very proud of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, which has been now, it's nine years old. Um, I get a laugh out of, you know, what it's, what it's allowed me to do. I mean, it really, I mean, I just say to anyone, sometimes I get accused of being a, a one, a one trick pony by saying, you know, podcast, everyone should podcast, but there's not enough of us podcasting, James. And so true. Um, particularly in Australia, I think there's such a, 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 a massive opportunity to create great Australian audio content um, so I'm proud of that. You know, yeah, look, I don't know. I just, I, I'm proud of what I do quickly get a win, move on to what's next. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. But all, along that you've, you, you've obviously had some, some good lessons along the way that, yeah. that, have, that, that you obviously then put back into your business and help you with your clients. What are some of those key lessons that you've learned along the way that have shaped your business and therefore you've, you've helped your clients as well? Uh, so key learnings, I mean, from my point of view, um, I've spent a lot of time focusing on partnerships or joint ventures. So again, the Virgin things are great. So the, the, the learning here is, you know, find brands or businesses or people that have the attention of the people that you want to get in front of. So, um, for me, an example of that is, um, I have a partnership with the Small Business Mentoring Institute of Australia, TSBI acronym, and they very kindly post every episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show on their website. So now that's an exchange. I give them great content each week and they give me access to um, small businesses that they mentor. So, you know, that's that can, I'm always looking for partnership opportunities. You know, like I wouldn't, I would love nothing more than the REIV and the REI, whatever it is in all the other states, the real estate institutes in every state to tap me on the shoulder and go, hey, Timbo, you're creating some pretty good content for the small business owner. Um, we'd love to share it every week. Um, you know, if anyone's listening, please. <laughs> um, Tim at timreed.com.au because um, I, I, you know, they're the, they're the kind of things that I'm constantly chasing because I know that what I'm doing is making a difference and I want, I want, I want that to be paid forward as much as possible. Spot on. And, and, and nothing goes more powerful and, uh, reach when it comes to JVs and building those relationships. You know, you've done it. You, you, you teach your, your clients to do the same mm -hmm. and it's, it's really goes to show the success that you can create when, when creating these, these JVs, which is fantastic. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about leadership. Um, you, you, you know, obviously being in the corporate world and you're working with a lot of clients, what do you see some of those, you know, from your history, but also what you see in your clients companies, what are those, good leaders doing out there at the moment? What are they doing and what are they not doing? I, I courage the, you know, I interviewed a lady this morning who um, talked a lot about failure and she was very, she, she encouraged failure 
Uh, she's a leader. She owns a business. She's got eight staff and she gives them permission to fail. And I think that's really important, both as a leader, having the courage to try new things and giving your staff permission to try new things. Because there's that one of my favorite sayings is if you think what you've always thought, you'll do what you've always done. And if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And I see a lot of business owners stuck doing what they've always done and not finding the courage to try something new. And I guess in, from a marketing perspective, the marketing landscape has changed so much in the past, in the past month, the past six months, definitely the past 12 months. And it's, it's embrace that change. I mean, carve off, you know, as a simple exercise, carve off 10 or 20% of your marketing budget. And I mean, money and or time uh, to trying something new and give it a go because often the downside is very small these days, right? It's, I mean, the social media is cheap. Podcasting is cheap. Creating a YouTube channel is relatively inexpensive. Yeah. So true. So publishing a book, you know, so, and I think with real estate agents in particular, uh, they can get that they get caught up in the advertising kind of model. And I get that. I get it. They're, they're wanting to promote their personal brand, their business brand and the properties that they are selling or buying or leasing, whatever they do. And I think that um, whilst that's great, I also think that they should, I mean, if I was a real estate agent, um, let me get specific here. I would work very hard at being the go-to person in my suburb. I would work overly hard at being that. So when someone Googled, for example, um, uh, what schools can I send my kids to in South Yarra, a suburb in Melbourne, then I want my, I would want my agency to appear with a blog post that reviews the top five schools in my, in that suburb, for example, right? Um, it could be a video, it could be a blog post, it could be an article on your website, whatever it is. But I just think that's a no-brainer. Where's the best place to get coffee in South Yarra? Um, these are, it sounds like, yeah, but we're not in the business of telling people where to get coffee. No, you're not. But you're in the business of engaging with your prospects so that they trust you, become familiar with you, and as a result, choose to use you. Spot on. Uh, I, I just cannot agree with you more because it's, it's, you're positioning yourself as the expert in the area to go to with that knowledge and with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see? I mean, this is a sideline question. Where, where do you see the biggest change in the marketing landscape has been over the last six to 12 months? Uh, I, you know, it's an interesting question. I don't get caught up in that short-term stuff because yep. there is too, there are too many bright, shiny objects mm. appearing. There's, there's always some software as a service you can buy. There's always a better camera on the iPhone that you need to get. There's another social media channel popping up. And I just think that is a massive, massive, massive distraction. If I was to say, what's the biggest change? If I I reorganize that question to say, what's the biggest change in marketing in the last 10 years or whenever the internet was invented and really came online, then I would say the internet, right? Because that's that's enabled so many things. But, you know, there's a new social media, a great example, there's a new social media channel that's popped up in the last two months called Vero. And it's, re- it's recognized that maybe Facebook and Insta are a little bit on the decline and there's an opportunity. And all of a sudden, Vero comes in, everyone's talking about it, the next thing you know, Vero's gone. And that's why I think it's dangerous to get caught up in these bright, shiny objects and focus on marketing fundamentals. And, and that's what I see so many, uh, you know, those in the real estate space, they love a shiny object. And it's just like, oh, let's go here, let's go here. But as you said, it's like, if you focus on the fundamentals, you get the basics right, you do it. Compound interest, 
compounds over time. You know, yeah. it, that's obviously um, part of that, that marketing message as well. When we talk about, obviously, you, you've had some great uh, mentors and some people that you surrounded yourself with over your time. Who's been some of those shining lights who have helped guide you and, and shaped you to who you are today? Uh, well, I haven't had, I wouldn't say I've had a huge amount of mentors when I have, um, uh, even just before we came on air, James, I mean, I have a question around what does the ultimate world-class podcast social media strategy look like? I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a podcaster somewhere in the world, absolutely nailing it. So I have a friend in the States her name's Jen. She did this. Um, she did the Facebook campaign for Barack Obama way back when he got into office. She's good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I reached <laughs> Jen and and simply asked, Jen, have you seen the world's world's best practice social media for podcasts? And let's see what she comes back with. So I tend to do that. Um, I will always. I'm, I hate the term. Can I grab a coffee with you and pick your brain? I don't do that to people. I always provide a fair exchange. And often the last line in an, in an email like that is, um, and what can I do for you? How can I help you? Because I'm not here to just kind of, I don't like the one-way street. Um, I'm very lucky. One of the things that's resulted, James, as a result of my podcast is that I've been asked to speak at a lot of events. And um, it got to a point where, you know, I think in, at my peak, I've backed it off, but I did 63 conferences in eight countries over 18 months. And um, wow. Yeah, so I sort of became a, a pretty a, a professional speaker, which I'd never planned, but it happened. Um, I got to meet some amazing speakers, and I am part of a group of we call ourselves our speaker buddies. And there's six of us that get together once a year and actually rip each other apart and put each other back together because, and I find that incredibly helpful because, um, you know, I, often in what we do, particularly uh, on a stage, when you walk off stage, people go, oh, that was unreal, Timbo. That was unreal. And cool. I'm glad you thought it was unreal. I don't find unreal being very helpful as feedback. So yeah. I, you know, when you get together with your speaker buddies and they go, you know, come on, you've been there. <laughs> That's before. right. And then I find that very helpful. Yeah, you, you could have done this or you should have done Correct. this. Yeah, Correct. totally. And that get, gets you to play a bigger game at the same time, you know, which is fantastic. Yes. Love that. Love that. So if you could, if you could leave with the three pieces of advice that you could give the listeners, what, what would they be? What would the three key pieces of advice? <laughs> well, that's a very broad question because I could say, uh, love your children, eat less chocolate, and don't look at the sun during a total eclipse. Uh, is that advice around marketing? <laughs> yeah, definitely advice around marketing. <laughs> love it. Um, my first bit of advice would be to respect marketing. Stop treating it as an expense. Stop looking at, as a, looking at it as a pain in the ass. Um, enjoy it. Respect it. It's an investment despite the fact that your accountant treats it as an expense and a tax deduction. That's cool. Um, but make sure that you respect the power of it. If you don't, then listen to more of James's podcasts, listen to mine, consume audio books, you know, speak to other people, go and find a real estate agent somewhere in the world that is doing unbelievably good marketing and reach out to them because more often than not, I'm, I'm going to guess they'll say, yeah, sure. Let's have, I'm happy to have, you know, 10 minutes on the phone, give them something in exchange. Um, but you know, I've, I, you know, I mean, I've interviewed some incredible real estate agents. I'm just looking at my archive and, um, I found a guy, I was sort of digressing here a little bit, James, but I found a fellow, 
uh, I found an article a few years ago where the biggest ranch in Texas was was up for sale. It's called the Wagner Ranch. Right. It was had a price tag of nine hundred ninety eight million dollars. Wow! Just let's just get that sink in nine hundred ninety eight million dollars. So my first thing is like, who's the agent and how did they get that listing? Yeah, totally. Now I read. I found the agent. He is a Melbourne guy who lives in Texas. Like wow. unreal. And he said yes to an interview. And um, so um, my advice there is, I suppose, reach out to people and respect marketing and, and you know, learn from them. Um, second bit of advice is don't overcomplicate marketing. My favorite definition of marketing is it's what you do when you can't go and see someone. So <laughs> in an ideal world, we would get up out of our chairs, leave our real estate agents agencies, and we'd go and meet with every single person that has the potential to buy from us, to lease from us, to do business with us. And we'd sit with them and have a coffee or a beer and we'd talk about their family and we'd find out how things are going. And then we'd find out if there's any way we can help them. We don't have the time to do that, you know, in, in any scalable form. So in your marketing, it's what you do when you can't go and see them. Be personable, be yourself, talk to them in layman's terms and not complicated, weird industry terms. And uh, you will notice a massive change. And I, I think, you know, there's lots, so many bits of advice. You've asked for three. I'll give you one more, which is be, have, have, have an intimate understanding of your ideal customer. Because um, when you do that, it changes the way you write your marketing messages, write the copy for your website, write your brochures, um, pitch at, at when you're going to do an appraisal. Um, it's very powerful. I interviewed uh, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan, he owns Jayco Caravans, right? Oh, yep. And on the production line of the caravan, in the caravan factory, every single caravan has a little room where it's getting assembled. And there is a photo of the family or the person or the couple that has bought that actual caravan. And the, the engineers and the mechanics and everyone putting that caravan together gets to look at that photo and go, I'm doing that. I'm building that car this caravan for those people. And, and it does, That's it gold. changes your mindset. That is so gold. It does. Mm. It, it, it gives that personal attachment to it, doesn't it? That's it does. A, oh, that's fantastic. There you go. That's fantastic. Love it. So, so two last quick, quick questions. Where's, what's the future looking for you, Tim? What, what, what's coming up? And then where can we get more information? Oh, they're easy. Uh, future, more of the same. Um, growing the podcast. I mean, I, despite the small business, big marketing show, having a pretty good audience, there's massive room for growth. Um, would love to crack the US market, the UK market. I've got listeners over there, but not in not in massive quantities. Um, so I would love to crack that. Um, I'm MC, I do a bit more emceeing these days. I'm emceeing the Australian Podcast Awards and and various other conferences coming up. That's fun. So I'm just you know more of the same there, James. And uh, in terms of where people can find me, um, if they want to learn more marketing insights, then smallbusinessbigmarketing.com is where my show lives and where my blog lives, where I share low cost or no cost marketing ideas. And if they want to book me to speak, uh, timreidreid.com.au. Beautiful. So go and check it out, timreid.com.au and the smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Tim, really appreciate your time, energy and expertise. Mate, love it. Love chatting with you. And you, uh, yeah, wonderful. Really appreciate it. Everything is marketing. Marketing is everything. <laughs>